Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Your number one Orlando City podcast. For the fans, by the fans. Keeping you in the know on all things Orlando City since 2018. Hello, hello. Welcome to another edition Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Uh, we are back at it this week. Another dub. We are uh, enjoying enjoying the ride here. Uh, the hottest team in MLS, the Orlando City Lions, here with a few of my good buds. Uh, we got. Uh, we let's start with Mike. How you doing, Mike? In my bottom left corner. How you doing, bro? Uh, good. You're in my bottom left corner. Look at that. Look, look, look at us. You know, just a couple guys having fun. Uh, no, dude, feel great, man. Uh, coming off of a, a big dub against the top team in the Western Conference, doing it at home. Crowd atmosphere was great. I rewatched the game on uh, Apple TV this morning. Uh, atmosphere sounded amazing on the broadcast. A uh, lot to feel good about. I mean, uh, we're about to get hit with a hurricane right now, but outside of that, pretty, pretty great. Yeah, yeah, that thing is luckily staying. Uh, far west and going somewhere where there's a very low po- population density so uh it's it's working out pretty well for for the, the state as a whole i would say um but yeah great great match number one team in the western conference comes in and we get it done that's all you can ask for eddie what's up my man what's up man i'm glad you're you're on this podcast alex since you have family in st louis they got uh you know you you could console them after that that L. I know your in laws were excited about the about St. Louis. Were they at the game, Alex? Yeah, they had my tickets. They were at yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw. Them. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. But it's a, <laughs> it was a first time, but it was a good atmosphere, good good match. Uh, um, just proud of this this team. We're we're climbing up the table. Um, I'm pumped up about it. Uh, we got a busy week this week, and then we got a break, and then we can hopefully continue with this uh, upward trajectory this week, and then carry on when we come back so but yeah and look at us man a couple four floridians over here peak doing a, a podcast right before hurricanes peak peak florida peak florida right here like it like another day in the, in the life just no worries whatsoever so Ryder was a little worried down there and uh in southwest florida i know they got slammed last year so they've been on high alert but it is uh now officially past you guys so how you feeling down there Ryder? Uh, I'm pretty good. Whenever I see an eye hurricane, my my eye twitches a little bit, and I I get a little concerned. But uh, it thankfully stayed away from us this time around. It actually we got hit by two bands uh, late this morning and early this afternoon. I was under a tornado warning for about an hour, but just hunker down near the bathroom downstairs. Tell the dogs to chill near you and. Bob's your uncle, but Hurricane, I, my thoughts and prayers are for those who are about to deal with that. Um, been there, done that. Just love on each other and do what you can for your neighbor. That's all I can say to that. But as far as Orlando City goes, it's fun to watch us put together a full 90 and against a t- really good team. Like, I don't think enough people talked about the fact that St. Louis is the best team in the West, even though the best team in the West would be far from the best team in the East because the East is dominant this year for some, for some reason, but it was fun to watch. It was, it was very back and forth. Um, It's funny to think about though, this match would have been a lot different if it weren't for VAR would have been a completely different match, completely different scoreline. So let's get into it. 
Yeah, the uh, uh, St. Louis, like you said, they're the number one team in the West. They're on 44 points. Uh, we got up to 43 points. We would be second in the West, one point behind them. Uh, we're tied for second in the East, so it's um, technically in fourth. But I, like you said, the the West is kind of struggling this year. The new power rankings came in, which I know Mike loves those bad boys. And uh, and eight out of the ten top ten teams are in the Eastern Conference, so including you know us at six now. So um, it's it's definitely a, a East heavy league this year, which. At least for one of those heavy teams, that's that's what I could say. And Eddie, about my in-laws, they were there, but my they they don't they don't watch soccer like that. So they were. Uh, I think my mother-in-law was rooting more for St. Louis, uh, SC, S. I think SC, St. Louis SC. And my father-in-law texted me. He said that he had his St. Louis shirt on and an, an Orlando hat, just an original. He he's watched enough Cardinals baseball this year that he wanted to set himself up for not leaving disappointed. So he did oh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> so gotcha. In my what, area, there's always – my ori- my area, there's, there's no, like, the, the row in front end to my left or, you know, next to me. I'm at the end of the aisle is full of always, you know, non-Orlando fans a lot of the time. So there was a family of St. Louis fans. So I, I had to leave them with a dad joke because they were chanting STL, and I said STL. I'm sure that oh my gosh <laughs> and my friend was there with me he was just like my friend was like all right let's go we just started walking out. <laughs> had to escort you out of there yeah, he's a cop before too, they, so. before yeah, they yeah. uh i felt safe they started yeehawing at you and throwing toasted raviolis at yeah you, I guess. yeah yeah i was like you know eat your square pizza with your weird cheese your square slices and you know take that and shove it because we beat you no they were they were very nice they they were nice and i, I told them uh, I, f- I forgot what it said. Something about the football team or something. He was like, oh, it was funny. He made me laugh. He's like, I- I- I'm too young for it to hurt the matter. And the dad was like, he doesn't even know what the greatest sh- show on turf is. So it didn't, yeah. it didn't hurt his feelings. So to him, it was just all St. You know, Louis soccer. That, that was his life. So it was, it was you know. yeah, I will Cardinals be- baseball and St. Louis. Soccer. Yeah, he had, a Car- he, he had a Cardinals hat and the, the pink jersey, which is nice jersey, man. The St. Louis uh, away kit is very nice. <laughs> I will Mike. give them though they uh their fans are pretty well traveled like there was right. a good of uh st louis away fans there they were all for the most part pretty cool like no issues with anyone i didn't see anything bad happen uh which is you know always a plus but no they were pretty well polite. i heard someone say that uh, part of the reason for that is because it's uh cheaper for them to fly down here to come to a game than it is to go to a game <laughs> in their own stadium uh, so uh i'll also say this one thing i've learned about people from st louis is uh, it's not the best place to live. So a lot of people leave St. Louis and uh, live in a lot of different places within the country, a lot of the major cities. So they leave, you know, they go to school, they leave for jobs. Um, there's a lot of good, there's good colleges there, but then there's not good jobs and living there. So a lot of people do leave and travel. And then, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the people that were there actually live in Orlando. And just like, that's, that's why they, you know, everywhere you go, you see when you're on the, on the road for Cardinals baseball, there's always a large contingent of, of Cardinals fans because even when they get close, you know, like every time that they're in Tampa Bay or they're in Miami, my in-laws are driving down there. So even when they're close, they're still going going to, to see their team. And I imagine it's the same thing for their, their soccer team too. So they love their sports, I think, is the bottom line about that. And that's why I always, I mean, back when they announced them as the expansion side, I know a lot of people were hesitant and I've been telling everybody for a long time that they were going to be 
a good team and have a good fan base uh, because I know what what they what they do there in, in St. Louis with their team. It's it's a very respectable, very respectable fans too. And I'm glad it was a. I'm glad they had a good show. I'm glad we had a good showdown. It, it, it looked and, and it did sound good from what I did watch of the game. Uh, the wall is is starting to bounce again, and uh, it's just going to keep getting better as we approach the, you know, end of the season and into the playoffs. So, super yeah. exciting. And definitely, Lou is definitely one of the better sports towns in the country. Got to give it, give them that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Shout out to them for sure. So, but we still gave them that L, like you said, Eddie. That's what we love to see. So let's get into our sponsors. We'll start with Field Turf USA. Uh, thank you, Field Turf. As always, uh, a lot of the uh, the pitches that you see around the world nowadays have uh, their hybrid fields. Uh, they do a lot of really cool things. That if you follow their Facebook or or Instagram page, you could see all the one off and crazy things that they do. You know, as far as colors and uh, and and combined fields nowadays, and they even show out when they do some crazy high school or high schools and you know, low-end colleges and stuff. So check out Field Turf uh, on on their Facebook or Instagram and and give them a follow if you're interested in seeing some cool stuff. And we always appreciate them uh, for shouting us out. We got Leo, Leo Gonzalez, uh, and the Epic Mortgage, mortgage Team. Uh, Epic Mortgage Team powered by U Mortgage nowadays. That's who he's working with. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, possibly buying a house, refinancing, or whenever interest rates are going to come down, uh you know, give him a shout if you have any any questions about that. He'll be more than happy to answer. You guys got any leads, uh, people that need assistance um, when it comes to buying a house? Uh, give him a call at 407-844-7696. And then last but not least, our man uh, right here in my top left corner, uh, Mr. Eddie the Commish, uh, Eddie Cruz uh, for Liberty Mutual, uh, selling auto, home, and life insurance, sells pet insurance. Uh, if you need any sort of insurance, shop it around. Insurance rates in Florida are crazy. There's a lot of people. These hurricanes come, and this is just going to be more more fuel to the fire when it comes to insurance rates. This hurricane coming in, it doesn't only affect home insurance, guys. It affects your auto insurance rates. Uh, it affects everything. It affects everything. So, uh, if if your auto insurance rates are going up and you ain't been in accidents, if your home insurance rates are up and you ain't had no claims, and you're wondering why that's happening. Give Eddie a call because he'll uh, do his best to find you. He doesn't only shop with Liberty Mutual either, so he can shop you out uh, at all the different companies and and tell you the best pricing and maybe even get you better coverages too with a better pricing. So uh, give Eddie a call. Give him a, a, sh- a message on Instagram uh, or Twitter. Uh, you can even shoot us a message on Twitter uh, on, on the DMs and Eddie will see it. We One of us will see it and we'll forward that information to him. So uh, give him a call if you need insurance. Eddie, Eddie the commission, the man, the insurance man. Right, Eddie? That's it. Thank you. You nailed it. Nothing to yeah. add there. I used to sell the insurance. So, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, me, me and Alex met. You remember Shane and he, and he would always say, you know, insurance <laughs> yeah. is like, it's like toilet paper. You just have to have it. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> nobody likes to buy it, but you got to have it. So right. It's, and, it's, and, and today's one of those days, like, why do I have it? Well, this hurricane, if something happens, you be happy and check your deductibles. Not that you could do anything about it today because whatever you have is what you have. But but check those because you're going to you're going to that way you can at least have an idea what what you're going to get if something does happen. Hopefully everybody and who listens to us is as safe as possible. Yeah, there's times where Eddie gets people you know that have two percent home insurance 
deductibles, which nowadays on a house in Florida, $400,000 home, 2% is, is an $8,000 deductible. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, he could shop around a, the $1,000 or $2,000 deductible for you and maybe even save you some money too. So right. the little things, you guys, the little things that you may not know about insurance, ask Eddie and he'll be able to explain it and, and tell you if he can get you a better price. Or at the very least, I remember when I was selling insurance, used to tell people used to give you their policy and you'd be like, listen, da- listen, Dan. I can't beat this. You got a great price. Here. <laughs> God, and that that gives you that gives you uh, comfort when you go to bed at night. Yeah, either yeah. Way, so. The grass is greener, or it isn't. You yeah. don't feel like you don't feel like you're getting ripped off either way. You're like, you know what? You're in pretty good shape. Have a good one. Thanks for trying. Exactly. So, yeah. so well, let's hop into the uh, the post game discussion uh, about the uh, the St. Louis SC match. Uh, so they come into our house Saturday night. Um, we have uh, uh, one of the best crowds of the year. I think twenty two and a half thousand. I think is what they said. Yep. It was um, popping too, man. Yeah, I think numbers wise and atmosphere wise, one of the best crowds of the year. Um uh, great to see as we as we have been the hottest team in MLS. I know a couple of uh MLS Twitter accounts and the City Insider account had had went over the hottest teams in MLS the last five. We got twelve points in the last five matches. Um our only loss being to the team that was second in that list, which was RSL. So uh, on the road in the midweek. So we've had some fantastic performances. Um, we are 10 unbeaten now at home in all competitions. Ever since all the, the craziness in the beginning of the season had had started, we have really shut it down at home. Uh, and nobody's beaten us at home in the last 10. First half goes scoreless. Second half starts with uh, Mr. Facu Torres on the left foot. Little back heel from Mauricio, dagger Dan across the box, taps it over to Faku, one touch back into the uh, back right corner of the net from the left side of the box. <laughs> Fantastic goal, uh, no doubt about it. Put it in. And then we give up a penalty, or no, we give up a, a VAR goal, uh, and it's uh, and it was close. It's close. Well, you know, I know, and that was when I had turned it on. I was watching. I know a lot of you guys in the stadium were upset at the, the call, but there was a few angles there that, that showed me if that was going against us, I would be really upset if they, if they called it uh, not a goal. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It was a goal by the skin of the ball. Uh, and they, they, they made the cross at the right time. Pedro almost makes a save, get caught a little bit napping, thinking that the ball is going to go out. I feel, and, and we give up the equalizer. That was in the 78th minute. And then uh, we put it on them for the last, for the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the match, um, draw the penalty, handball. The guy, the guy tried to say that it hit him in his mouth. I feel like he was down on the ground biting his lip so that way he can get up and, and show the referee that he was bleeding on his lip because I don't think it it, it ever really hit him in the face when you, when you look back at it. No, but that was like, smart though, wasn't it? That was, I mean, Rodrigo was like, this guy, I like Rodrigo. Him. Was like, I got to write that one down. Exactly. I'm convinced Rodrigo has like a little blade in like somewhere like in wrestlers where they just kind of cut on their forehead. You know, I'm convinced he, Rodrigo just <laughs> has WWF superstar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, we all know Cesar has like a shank somewhere. You know, or it's it's like a shank, but also so how he cuts his hair with the number two. You know, just like a just a broken glass. Like we we know that's there, but Rodrigo, I could just see him on the ground and just coming up with <laughs> looking like looking like man mankind. You know, Terry <laughs> Funk. All right, yeah. I, I don't understand. The guy was like, I'm, I'm bleeding. 
I'm, and I didn't even see any blood, but he was like, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. And I, there was no really, I don't know. It was, it was a really good, it was an A for effort on the acting, on the acting front. But luckily one of those calls uh, that they, they go back, they look at the VAR guy immediately decides it's a handball. Um, to me, honestly, could have been a 50, 50 call. I think, I think we might've got a little bit lucky on the handball, but none of the angles were very good. Honestly, they all look like they were like from the, the worst camera possible. Uh, but we got the call and we get the, and, and, and Mr. Faku, as Eddie likes to call him, the, uh, the anti Nani shows up and just does what he does from the PK spot and, uh, and gives us the lead ultimately gives us the dub, um, at the very end, uh, Ramiro Enrique drawing a red card from St. Louis, just had a little salt in the wound. That guy had, uh, it was a clear red card, the denial of obvious goal scoring opportunity. Uh, so, you know, it was, a. It was a it was a it was a fun end to the match, especially when you're playing a team that is first in the in the opposite conference. Uh, you know, those are the matches that 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 stand out that people like to show up for, as you could see. And and uh, and to get the result is is something that is not necessarily Orlando City esque. You know, so I, I was uh, super happy to to see us get the result, uh, to see us get the three points, especially with the schedule coming up. We're going to need all the points that we possibly can get to make this late push uh, going into the the final portion of the season. So, uh, Ryder, why don't you tell me about what, what you thought about the match? Uh, uh, give me your your post-game reactions, your thoughts, and, uh, and how you're feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. I thought that it was a full 90-minute, I said it earlier, a 90-minute performance where we didn't really look like we were out of it. We looked like we were putting in a good effort and though we weren't getting a lot of production from our strikers to not our strikers, both um, Duncan and Enrique getting some time on the pitch, they were just not getting the service they they needed, but Facundo put the team on his back and it, it was weird because once they confirmed the penalty, I agree with you, that penalty on TV was very iffy that those team those camera angles, I, I can understand where the St. Louis fans can be upset, but at the same time, it look you can see his arm extended, and the angle makes it look like, oh, in some ways it's hitting his head, in some ways it's hitting his arm. Either way, that's what the call the call that was made. VAR gave them a goal, they gave us a goal, and them's the breaks that that var decision for that ball that went out of went out of bounds was it was iffy and in a world where var doesn't exist this match could have been a poppy special or it could have gotten out of hand and it could have been completely different but var decided it on both ends and we stayed in it and that's something i i had talked about earlier in the season is don't don't leave doubt. Put in the effort and actually, and, and don't leave it to the judges. So that was great. I liked seeing some rebounding as far as Mauricio's performance. I was hard on him last week and he had some great passing this match. He definitely came out on all cylinders, which is nice to see. I'm sure that we won't be seeing quite as much of him. Um, in the next two matches, because 
short rest that has never been his friend. But we got people that come off the bench, and that's what we need. So good performance, a solid 90 minutes, good tactile changes from the coach even. Um, I liked that we didn't give give up and we were pressing even at the at the end. So great great outing. I want to I, I want to see us do it again, and we did it against a good team. And Charlotte is an okay team. Let's run it back. Yeah, Charlotte, I think is um, not to get too hard ourselves, but I think they're on the verge of okay, too bad. I think, um, and. It's going to be a tough match on the road midweek, and who knows who are going to be starting at center back? Who who knows? So, and there's going to be a lot of people in that stadium too. Yeah, that's why I'm excited that we got these three points because, on paper, it was one of those where I would have been happy with a draw and two extra points is, uh, you know, two points at the end of the season that we might possibly that we're going to need. Mm-hmm. The East is so close. You know, if, if we had to, if we get to the end of the year, I guarantee you we're going to be saying, well, if we were two points less, it might be the difference between three or four seeds uh, when it comes down to, you know, it might be the difference of having two out of the three playoff games at home or one out of the three playoff games at home. So, well, and it's going to be nice too that now we have the head, head to head tie breaker against, um, st louis if it comes down to that for champions league qualification okay oh oh so like if we end up on the same points as them basically if we tie them with points it we would have the tiebreaker against them and would jump jump them isn't that right mike or does it go is is there like three things in front of it they change the rules every year on me now there's probably three things in front of it usually it's still going to come down to goal differential and goal scored which they kick the crap out of us in both of those right now so well, never mind. That's only if we tie them on points. So we won't do it. That's okay. I'm not worried. We're about, gonna exceed them. I'm not worried about Champions League, to be honest. I'm they're gonna rig that that tournament too next year. So I am. I want to use it to recruit players when we inevitably get the the messy DP that we're hopefully gonna get. That should be a, the recruiting players should be enough to say, hey, you're Messi's rival. Come over here and play him. You know, doesn't matter for one tournament that you're likely not even going to play him in, anyways. Because is that a preseason tournament for us at the beginning of the year? You're going to play a Mexican league in the middle of their season. It's just I don't know. I I don't I don't like that tournament just as much as the Mexicans don't like the League Cup. So we're, there's there's equal hatreds on both sides for both both parties. So and to me, both of them are are super leaning towards one side or the other of, of either league so that'll because always be the, the case as long as the schedules are opposite so because the fo- how we're never in form for preseason whereas they're never in form for leagues cup right yeah yeah and, and they're and our, all the games are on at in the united states for leagues cup and we're never in form it's literally i mean you play those games what after one or two mls games at best you play those games it used so. to be preseason yeah it used to be you'd come in and early February and you see the Seattle Sounders are traveling to Azteca and it's their first matches of the season with a group of new players. Yeah, I agree, but Hey, nothing will ever be perfect for the, for the either one. So we just got to live with how it goes. But like I said, CCL, I'm sure they'll be staging that one as best they can too. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, Mike, what were your thoughts about the match? My man. 
And it was it was a good complete performance. That's really all it comes down to. And that's one of the things that I've been like the most critical on throughout the year is we haven't put together a lot of full 90s. And now we're getting to the point to where a lot of our performances are complete 90s. We're seeing shifts in tactics. We're not parking the bus as much. Like there was a situation in this game where rewatching it on the broadcast, it looked like we were getting ready to sub in Mikey Holiday and Felipe at the end of the game. And then he swapped out bringing on Felipe and brought on Jacqueline instead. And Jacqueline ended up being a really inspired substitution. His dude was fired up to get on the pitch strong defensively and also was working hard to get forward and shield the ball and was uh, just even when it came down to the penalty kick at the end, he was guarding the penalty spot from letting the St. Louis players come over there to mess it up. <laughs> like He was keeping things pristine on the pitch. Um, so uh, big credit for, for, for that move for the guys that we had come in. Um, and it was just, it was just a good game overall from, from, all the boys and from uh, Poppy. And you're right. As far as watching the replay, the first one, the, the goal called for St. Louis, uh, I think that was the right call. Um, especially when you see the replay from the b- behind the net, the ball definitely is still somewhat on the line. Cause you got to remember it's the entire ball completely over the line. So even if there's, you could see some green in there. Part of the ball might still be over the line, which means it's in play. So that call was right. I think the the handball was a right call too, because they showed, um, they even talked about it on instant replay on the MLS YouTube channel today. And there was a, you could see from the angle that they shot from behind the opposite net that the dude's arm was clearly up like this. It hit him in the arm. Like it was very, 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 very distinct that it hit his arm. So when I'm seeing all these like St. Louis fans upset about the officiating, I don't know what they're so upset about. Like both things were called and were done correctly. They didn't originally call the handball, but it was a handball and VAR intervened. They didn't originally allow your goal, but VAR intervened and it was a goal. Like that's the purpose of VAR is to get that crap right. So they can be as upset as they want. Uh, Dickerson didn't give us a, a Austin FC from last year. So I'm definitely appreciative of that because boy, was that a mess. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel great. Uh, this is a huge win. Like I said, they're first in the West. Um, they're still first in the West because our opponent midweek uh, tomorrow night, Charlotte somehow beat LAFC this week. Um, and now we're uh, tied for second in the Eastern Conference. The only reason we're not there is because of goal differential and because New England and Philly have games in hand. But New England sold their goalkeeper. So we got to shout out to Montreal for beating New England on Saturday. That was that was a big swing for us as well. Everything kind of went right for us. Yep. New England's on the really they're 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 a couple of matches away from fee falling down the table, in my opinion. So I'm happy to see it. Uh, We get New England at home later in the season because the game there, we obviously looked kind of kind of cheeks but i think we're going to look a lot better on our home field at this point in the season it's yeah. the home finale i i can uh you know i think i'm more worried about columbus than i am new england below us and um correct fair and watch out for atlanta because if they get hot and they don't sell anybody you know they're they're they can they can make a run they're only one point or two points behind us although we do have a game in hand so to me those are the uh those are the teams, you know, that are going to be fighting for the top five when you look at it. Really, two through five is going to be us, Philly, Columbus, and Atlanta, I think, is who's going to be fighting for those. Uh, I believe because what the first round, the first 
number one seed still gets a buy, right? Correct. So well, yeah. they don't get a buy anymore. Actually, what happens is eight and nine play a play-in game. Whoever okay. wins that game gets the number one seed. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, well, and honestly, Cincinnati's got a tough schedule, and if they self-implode, you know, we're not out of this thing, I don't think. Although we're 11 points down, I, I still think I, – I, I haven't declared the Shield to be over yet, number one. And because of that fact, I will say that the only people other teams that can contend are one of those teams sitting on 43 points. So if you add those two things together, I still give us a tiny sliver of a chance to try and compete for that trophy. So, uh, Which I don't want, this to be fair. Because I don't want to be playing Miami in the first round of the of the playoffs, and that's probably what's going to be happening. Eddie, tell me how you thought about uh, about the uh, uh, St. Louis match. Man, it was it was a great match. Um, I never felt like we were, you know, it was beyond us. So we were going to lose, right? Um, I do think you know the the VAR, like Alex and Mike had said, got it right. You know, the guy chicken winged a little bit, got hit there, and that ball was in and. Urso maybe a little rusty, lost that runner, and Pedro did fall asleep. Little near post has been a bit of a bugaboo for, for Pedro this year, I think. And uh he fell asleep on that one. And um, but I, I this team it keeps responding well after g- getting scored on. They score quickly afterwards. They they don't hang their heads, they, they just keep going. And Poppy uh did I'm glad he didn't put in Felipe there. I thought, wow, we're just going for the draw. And uh he didn't. You know, they went for the for uh they went for it afterwards with with with, with that. I mean, Halliday came in on the uh, Jack Lynn in the 85th minute, so it was it was a late sub. They already had gone to Cartagena and I mean Angul uh, Ojeda and and Ramiro and Ursa were already in earlier. So this was like the last set of subs, where where it's it wouldn't be criminal to see the game out at that late. And but he said, you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, bring uh, bring Jack and Jack had his knocking on a couple. Jack had four recoveries in in five minutes of regular time and uh, and extra time. So that that's that's a credible defensive effort there. But but uh, yeah, cre- credit to the team for for just the mental toughness to when they 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 give up a goal like that. That one just kind of caught us off guard. Um, they didn't didn't really change their approach. They kind of went after it. And I, I'm I'm really liking that about this team because that was a problem before. I don't feel like when we get scored on, what are we going to do now? We only have one good chance, like earlier in the year, and we have to capitalize on it. We already scored, so that it's not the case anymore. And also, shout out to to, to Oscar for it. The, since our Red Bulls Open Cup match, where we destroyed Red Bulls in the second half, um, the, these teams that are pressing this, uh, you know, uh, what's it called, the heavy method ball, the German kind of, you know, Red Bull press, whatever. Kind of stuff is not giving us problems like it used to, and this time we we relied heavily on, on on really the center backs. Rodrigo had a better game than normal with long balls. We we went long balls quite a bit, over fifty percent completion, which is usually pretty good for that. Um, Jansen was led the team in touches, and Santos was second. Then we had Wilder next, and Wilder. Wilder and Cesar and 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 that you know that little trio that little triangle gets out of a lot of stuff um, between the the you know Jansen Santos and Wilder and then Cesar is pretty clean player and I think Mauricio Mauricio did his completion percentage wasn't as, as great but he had a lot more progressive passes and he made some some deep runs into the into the box which led to the the to the first goal you know so he had some I thought he had a better performance 
this match that did leave Duncan a little isolated. I mean, Duncan had the six touches and he had five passes towards him. One of them, a progressive pass or so he, he got the ball himself once and then only got the ball passed to him five times. So, so it was very much, we, 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 the fullbacks were big this match. They dagger was one of the top in, in, um, and it's the amount of space he covered, he was actually top. And then he, he was up among the top in, um, in touches as well. So it's an interesting approach. St. Louis, that those kind of Red Bull type teams, they play pretty narrow, generally speaking, right? They like to win second balls. They like to press in the midfield and then counterattack. We, we uh, were able to exploit that by, by leaning heavily left switches over to, to dagger Dan, who, who had some, who, had created two goal scoring chances, led the, led the team in that, and had an assist, and uh, it worked out. It worked out, and it's cool seeing that development. Dagger Dan with the time off, we talked about on a dead after dark. Um, that uh, with the time off, he you know he, his defense was lacking when he was the kind of uh, you know interning there at right back, but now it's, it seems like he's committed to it. He's a smart, versatile player, and it's and it's it's working. Midfielders to fullback is not uncommon, and uh, Kyle Smith himself was a midfielder to be honest, and. And, um, and I think it worked. I mean, he, he was he was very good, and I thought uh, get credit to Oscar for changing it up and going going with that and uh, finding a way to for them to to get by this press, get us in a position where we weren't really in a loss. And Faku Faku did did great. The, the first goal was one of our best team goals in a bit. Uh, the, the Mauricio's deep run, the passing was great. He laid it off dagger. Cut across. I don't know if the touch is heavy or not, but it worked. And then da- Duncan ran across to the near post to make room for Dagger. Because if he doesn't, the center back's right there. Faku does what he does. And then that penalty kick, man, what a macho. Just goes there. They're trying to do shenanigans. He's holding a ball. Jack Lynn's blocking him. He lays the ball down and just, just completely laces it. You know, top ends. I mean, that guy's incredible. So um, Faku's at 10 goals this year uh, already. And, uh, and I'm, I'm excited for that because, you know, that brings his value up. And and just credit to the whole squad because, I mean, the um, blocks, uh, Marno Hedda came in like four blocks, you know, or, or a couple blocks in, in extra time. You know, he didn't play that much. And and uh, Mikey came on and, and did a, put, put a good effort. Jack Lynn and, and uh, Ramiro created chances, uh, you know, in his short spell. And everybody's just bought in and, and playing well. Urso even came on there, won some balls in the air you know got in the box and was was back like he normally was so i'm excited man it was deep i felt like this was a good amalgamation of, of the team getting to making a full 90 by by good team full effort there yeah uh we uh we got a shout out from uh from matt doyle saying we're we could be a dark horse we could be we could be a dark horse for the mls cup so you know it's it's uh everything seems to be aligning we're We've been hot for a while now, and it's to the point where are we hot or are we just good? Yeah, I mean, 10 straight unbeaten on competitions, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, I take it with League's Cup, but 10 in the league, right? It's 10, 10 straight unbeaten, or is that a... That was that, at that's home. A, that's at home, yeah. It's at home in all competitions. Yeah, at home in all comps, yeah, including Santos. It's pretty insane what we've done since the beginning of the year, though. I mean, it's... <laughs> it was, man. It's, uh... Yeah. Speaking of CONCACAF, I mean, we, we were talking about how... how Leeds Cup is definitely advantage American, you know, the MLS clubs, the Mexican Kings just staying here. And then they're kind of split season and then CONCACAF being we're in our preseason. But CONCACAF, you, you don't go unscathed. Like you don't go out the same way you came in. You know, just two matches in CONCACAF just set us back. 
as it clogged the schedule and it took us a while to kind of get out of that rut. And now that we, we were the further away from Con- from the CONCACAF, we were playing a lot better and, and Poppy changed things up. I mean, he's been more aggressive in that double pivot, you know, I like, I know sometimes his family listens to the den after dark and I recommended it there. So I'm not saying I took credit, but you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, oh it's gosh. two, <laughs> it's uh, two losses in the last 15 league matches. So um, and one of those yeah, was, was that midweek match to RSL, which is like, you know, to me, I don't, yeah. I could literally not care less about a loss. That's a throwaway match to me. And then the other one is, uh, was to, um, New England on the road. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. It's just another beginning of a three week game. So, I, uh, I, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's it's been impressive. It's been an impressive turnaround. So I'm I'm excited about the future and uh, and what this season can bring to us. You know, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be a tough end to the season. Uh, I know Charlotte is a game that we would love to win this weekend uh, or this week tomorrow, really. But uh, well, I guess when we upload this, it'll be tonight. Would be when the Charlotte match is being played. But to me, you got to be looking. Got to be looking at the Cincy game. I think you got to be looking at at a six point swing there because I'm usually the guy that says the more winnable match is the one that you need to be focused on. But I don't know. I'm a gambling man too, and I think I'd gamble on the six point swing more than the more than the three extra points in Charlotte. So on a short week, so that's just me. Um, and I think that you know you're looking at at a way that if we can get some points tomorrow. Uh, does Cincinnati does Cincy play tomorrow? They do, I believe. Let's see. Cincy plays Atlanta tomorrow. <laughs> so in Atlanta or at home? Yeah, in Atlanta. Oh, Ooh, yes. Yep. So tired yeah. travel. I mean, you're looking at a we're 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 eleven points down right now, and we're two wins away. And an Atlanta win tomorrow away from being six points down in the shield or five points down in the shield race. So just saying, I think you got to be focused on obviously focus on Charlotte too, but, but I think Cincinnati is a bigger game of the two. So, uh, all right, stock up and stock down quickly. Y'all, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give a stock down. We just beat the number one team in the West. Uh, we stepped up to the plate and hit it. So, I mean, my stock up is going to be easy. It's going to be cheesy. It's going to be Facundo Torres. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna take that that poppy goal scoring single season record of what twelve or thirteen. He's gonna smash it. I think he'll get he'll get five or seven more. So, um, F- Faku's got to be the guy, the stock up guy for me. Anybody else w- want to shout out another stock up other than Faku Ryder? Uh, Dagger Dan, another superb performance. He had a great contribution. Did he end up getting the assist? For that first Faku goal, or yeah, yes, he did. It, it was him going into the box like that. His Mauricio helping out, ah, chef's kiss. I know Cleon hates Cleon hates the MLS assist, but look at what Mauricio did on that goal. <laughs> Bro, give the, the, the give the guy an assist. Back no, they heel, mean, perfect. I mean, yeah. that's 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 worthy of an assist. <laughs> that, that was that was uh, on two people. I mean, a great time to run, a great touch. Two guys next to him. Played Dagger Dan right in, so so that was that was yeah. I eat it, Cleon. But <laughs> was right. 
Oh, I'm not going to lie, though, on that one. I, and I tweeted this out, too. I thought originally Faku took that too wide because it was placed well, that pass by Dagger Dan. But I thought Faku took, took it too wide. And, man, he just put that left foot through it so well. I, I thought Dagger's first touch was too heavy. It very well might have been. Because, you know, I mean, he, he, he corrected got a, well. He yeah, yeah, he got, the guy. He, no, it was almost. I, I looked at it slow. I thought it was no big. It was right by his leg, but but um, he he like looked like a a, a Benji touch there a little bit, and then but it with the left, but it uh, but but that Duncan moved out of the way and got pulled the center back, so it worked perfect. Otherwise, Dagger would have done what he did last match, just running the traffic. You know, this time he didn't. It, it worked out beautifully. Yeah. Do you have any anybody else different, Eddie? Do you have a stock down or? Uh, yeah, I have a stock up, and um, for for sure. Did you do your stock down, uh, Alex? Uh, no, I did not. Um, yes. I could give my stock down to uh, to just stay in the family and say it's Kyle Smith because uh, he's losing his roster, his starting Oof. spot very quickly. But I'm not going to give it to him because he sported that bowling shirt so that so was, beautifully well. That was the perfect choice, right there, yeah. man. Kyle, Kyle Smith is reinvented himself into Mr. Blue Collar here. You know, that that was perfect. The only thing missing was like a Bruce Springsteen soundtrack in the back. You know, it's just been yeah. I didn't look up the price. What was it? 179.99? Uh it was uh, like 140, but it's on sale what? for 150. No, I'm not kidding. It's 140, but it's on sale for the next uh 48 hours for 115 so ooh. man the prices look it's shot, i know. can't buy something that wide i'd get so much ketchup on it it's not even funny yeah you know how much mustard i would get on that at the bowling alley <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know um uh <laughs> nice My- get a nacho cheese fries used to get at, uh, at the bowling alley in texas oh. but um the 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 prices on all the gear this year has been a total miss, you know, like between the replica ring, which like the Astros Ugh. just give away once a week, uh, a world championship replica ring, uh, world series championship rep- replica ring. They just give away between the every T-shirt, you know, it's like, oh, remember the, the you know, Duncan Ru- Orlando runs on Duncan T-shirt. How much is that? 50 bucks or something? You know, 40. 40 yeah. Some of these they just been missing on that bowling shirt. You know, I am. But nobody who likes who's really into bowling is in that price range. <laughs> Great style, not price conscious. And unfortunately, it's messy flation. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, they've been anticipating it all year then, dang, because I'll wait for it when it's in those like clearance piles when they used to do those purple clearance things, you know? Maybe I'll pick it up in a couple of years. But I wonder but, how much the Replica Leagues Cup ring is going to be for Miami, like two grand yeah we'll see yeah true what were you saying mike oh, they even had like some t-shirts that i like but they're charging 80 dollars for a t-shirt right that's what i saw that's that's what i was thinking what did macklemore say yeah. isn't that i was about to say isn't that macklemore's life <laughs> yeah. that was for a t-shirt yeah oh, God. Oh, but yeah capo wear uh check them out yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no, right yeah shout out capo sure. wear. Yeah. yeah free Free, no, you don't even need to be a sponsor. Free shout out, Capo Wear. Yeah, yeah. Cape or whatever. A it Duncan t shirt is. Rah. Yeah. I've said sure. that three times, but who cares? It's okay. Finally, like... to my real stock down, yeah. and this is going to be controversial. Uh oh. Duncan. Oh. It, it, it has been 225 minutes of him on the pitch in all competitions since he last scored. That's the longest all season. Three That's games. The, we said it last week, and yeah. it's now it, – I'm not pulling the fire alarm. I just want to point it out so that he goes out tomorrow and balls out because whenever we say 
to a player, hey, you're, you're you haven't scored in a while, they go out and score. So I'm just using my negativity to say, hey, go out and do your thing. Here you 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 know that Duncan's shot. It was a heavy touch before he shot it was almost equal XG to Faku because Faku's was like, like Mike said, was a little bit out, was a little wide, you know? And I think Faku's took a deflection too. So, you know, that, that was a Berkey had a good angle to save it, but Berkey made a good save on Duncan. That technically was the XG was almost the same as Faku's goal. So, so he, he received five passes, three progressive passes. That's it. I mean, geez, you know, I don't know. I don't really know how to translate that to if he did something wrong to receive so few passes, but he did lose a couple um, too. So that, that that's part there of it. On so. Stats for, are you in the right space for a pass or did someone just drum you the, the wrong pass? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, <laughs> but yeah, Mike, who's your, uh, you guys talk up, stock down. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I like DDT. I think that's a good shout. My, uh, but my stock up, uh, cause you also got Faku already, which is another great shout. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to an unsung hero. I'm going to give it to Jack Lynn. I talked about him a little bit during the uh, uh, beginning talk about the game. I, I really like what he did when he came in off the bench. Um, there's another uh, player who plays the striker position that's been out for the past couple weeks. going to talk about him probably a little bit later. But um, Jack Lynn called up from uh, OCB and came in and put in a really good shift, strong shift. And you could tell that when he went out there, he's playing like, I want to be on this team more. I want to stop in MLS Next Pro where he's co-leading, I think, for the Golden Boot. He's like, I want to be on this team now. Um, and I really appreciate him taking that kind of performance. And 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 for Stockdown, uh, I, I do kind of echo. I would like I want to see more out of Duncan. Uh, it was kind of a... a game where we could have liked to have seen a little bit more out of him um but uh you know it's kind of just being nitpicky you know it's partially the poppy system is that a striker just doesn't get a lot of good looks he the one look that he got he got a strong shot off it was just well saved by berkey who's he, he, he almost had an assist that was a great pass he went yeah. out wide of the box to mauricio almost a tough shot but there wasn't yeah, no. there, there wasn't much like i mean it wasn't much he could do with it it was a quick motion but it showed a little bit more versatility in this game to pull that pass off you're absolutely right but mauricio right at the penalty spot with an open net in front of him how many times <laughs> season has that not worked out for us? you should he just got to turn around and hit it for the top of the box like man's got no goals this season and i think his expected goals has got to be like six <laughs> yeah yeah mauricio, that's my, that's uh, my, i guess my, i was just in the league's cup when he scored the one yeah, that's my that's my my best call of the preseason predictions is uh, I I took the under or, or push on Mauricio two goals. So, <laughs> oh, me and Cleon took the under. Yeah, never mind. You guys got it right. Yeah. Uh, so little, little extra little context with Jack Lynn over there, man. Uh, one interception, one tackle plus uh, tackle slash interception, two clearances. Won someone to air and it had more touches than Duncan McGuire because he did. Jacqueline was in that box and was running hard in six minutes plus extra time. He, he that was that that was a better defensive sub at the end than Felipe was. Isn't that funny? He was the better defensive sub. <laughs> he was the defensive sub we needed at the end of the match. There, shout out to to like I said, Martin O'Hara who 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 had uh, d- two blocks and and a tackle uh, as well in there. So and um, Dagger Dan had some good defensive uh, moments as well. So he had an interception and a tackle and and, and a block as well and as a, and um, 
even you know blocked off a pass and a shot. So good overall day from him. You guys already picked up the Dagger. Dagger's a good shout. Um, what I like about Dagger was the, look. I, I've been saying this. I think fans overrated person dribbling in the space. It, that doesn't mean anything if they just give you the space, right? They were they give Mikey the space. They give Kyle the space. They gave Dagger the space. But this time Dagger made him pay. And that was a great. He had three shot creating actions, he, which led the team. Um, he, um, which led. Uh, um, sorry, he had. Um, Marisha led with shot shot creating actions of six. Dagger was second, but Dagger had two goal creating actions and an assist. So that that's production. So you're going to have to pay attention to Dagger, which is going to open up other people. But we were heavily on the left hand side. Um, we're heavily on the left hand side um, with um, and with with Santos and Jansen being the number two, the one and two ball carriers or touches. Then when Fagunda went to the left, I thought that that worked out and really opened things up. I forgot to mention that earlier on the game review. So shout out to uh, to to Bobby and Irfaku making that that switch to the left because that that won us the game. But regards to um, I'm going to go stock down first. A little controversial. I'm going to say Pedro because just, I don't know, just, yeah, I, there's a, there was a couple, there was one earlier where the, um, I don't know, it's Giacchini or somebody crashed the box. They crossed them in. They, they, they cooked up, uh, they, they got on past Santos or Jansen or something. They crossed it in and, uh, and Dagger's guy got in free, you know, and um, the guy just whiffed it. It was just a little off. It was wide open. I'd like to see Pedro go out and get some of those, you know, those crosses right in front of the box. It was in the air and then near post one, you know, I mean, okay. I don't know. Maybe fall asleep, but I'm maybe I'm being nitpicky, but I, I feel like, you know, he's good enough to take care of those. So a little nitpicky there. Um, the, you guys picked up uh, people I would pick with, with dagger and, uh, and uh, Faku, etc. So I'm going to just go with my dude. I'm I'm kind of beating a drum here, but I'm going to go with my guy Wilter Wilder Cartagena. So another just you know he had he had a lot of touches. Passing rate was was fantastic, but progressive passes nine. I thought he was crucial relieving pressure when they were pressing. Um, sadly, he's out against Charlotte because of the yellow card accumulation. But every every will the yellow card is is well earned. You know, um, he had two tackles and interception uh, as well. Um, Wilder was just was overall clean on the ball. He had um, tackles on the defensive third, middle of third. He also had um, he was two for two with, with with the tackles, and then three clearances as well. So overall, I just I, I to me he's becoming one of our most important players, and he's even carrying the ball some. He he, he was um, carrying total distance. He he's actually you know taking taking carrying the ball, take eating up space. Um, as well, and um, and he's always and he receives a lot of passes um, because because he, he's helping the back line move the ball forward. He's that connector in that second phase. So um, I just think Wilder's Wilder's great, man. I'm going to miss him in this next one, but I, I just can't understate. You know, I'm glad he's getting the love, but I can't understate how how important he is. He's getting more touches than Cesar. He's contributing in so many ways. Just just watch watch Wilder live. Watch the the positioning he puts himself in. Watch those those diagonals. He sprays out to the wings. You know, he gets the ball, turns, sprays it out to Faku to, to isolate or to Angulo, and it's super useful. And I think it's really what made helped feel this turnaround and makes us a more dangerous and uh, team offensively and defensively. So that's my yeah. I went double Peru there. Stock up, stock down. That's okay. I love Wilder. I'm gonna miss him if we don't resign him. 
Or if we don't get a for, get a buy for, for him, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, a, little, a, a little shout out Rodrigo. I thought Rodrigo had a pretty good game. I, thought, <laughs> I was worried. I thought Rodrigo had a pretty good game. Passing was better than normal. Long balls was a little bit on. A couple of interceptions. Positioning was better. He, he didn't do any shenanigans, too. So, you know, th- th- Rodrigo stepped up. Give him credit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm going to miss Wilder if, if we don't get a transfer for him. Uh, more Way more than Angulo. That's for sure. I'll, I'll definitely miss Wilder. So, Mike, are you talking right now on mute? I was. I was. Uh, I was going to say if I can have a hot take right now, it'd be that I would much rather, uh, if I can only sign one player that we have on loan, I'd rather bring back Cartagena instead of Angulo. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Well, speaking of transfers, we got some news on uh, Ur- Urchon Carr. You want to lead us into that, Mike? Yeah. So, I. Uh... There's been some reports out there from a couple different pages all across the Orlando sphere uh, and MLS news and Tom Bogert answered some of it uh, today. Apparently there was a, uh, you know, agreement on personal terms between uh, Turkish club Samsung Spore, I believe if I'm saying that correct, they're newly promoted into the Turkish super league team this year. Uh, and Urchankara, they agreed on personal terms, but apparently they lodged a bid that was going to be like their final bid. They said, uh, and we rejected it. So, uh, apparently, according to to Tom, uh, the club's really happy with Urchankara, so he's going to be staying here um, unless another bid happens. I will say, um, usually windows end up closing September 1st, but I believe the Turkish window is open a week longer, so they're open until the 8th. Uh, realistically, if he is going to leave, I would anticipate he's either going to be going back to Austria or Turkey. So... It's something worth keeping an eye on, but realistically, as of right now, nothing's happening. Supposedly, the reason he hasn't been in the squad the past two games was due to illness. And he's still been around the facilities and stuff like that. So it's not like he wasn't training due to the fact that we're getting ready to get rid of him. Uh, But yeah, I mean, at this point for me, like if you ask me if I think we should get rid of him right now, I really my answer is no, just because of the fact that. For me, uh, we're not. If we get that DP spot open, we're not going to do anything with it at this point in the season. So, I'd rather just go ahead and keep him on and use him as depth for striker. God forbid there's any kind of injury or anything, you know, knock on wood. But like, I'd rather keep him a part of the team because he did still does still have five goals this year. He was still a contributor. It's just Duncan was more productive and Duncan won the role. Um, so he's someone that I'd still see getting on the field if he's available and, you know, I, I'd, at this point, I'd rather keep him, but yeah, that's where it's at right now. As far as any Urchon car transfer businesses, uh, I was actually talking to Tom directly, uh, not to, to humble brag about it, but yeah, he, he was like, you know, just cause personal terms are agreed doesn't necessarily mean anything because really it's going to come down to the club. So that's the, the negotiation that at the end of the day is probably going to be the most important. And the club said no. So I'm, I'm genuinely curious what their offer for him was, though, because I know we got him for pretty much peanuts. Uh, he's on a heavy salary, but like because of when his contract was ending, I think our transfer fee for him was like eight hundred and eighty thousand or something like that. It was like not a lot of money. Um, so I'm curious what they were offering for him, because we realistically would want to make some money off of it. But like, don't know how much we could possibly get. So. I uh, I'm with you on the fact that I want him. I'm, I want him for depth. He's proven to be, uh, you know, decently productive when he plays. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't mind him being in as long as he's in for it. Uh, and I think you know, I, I think it's it's not a bad, 
you know person to have on in case case you know stuff does hit the fan you, you always have them so either one of you you boys have an opinion on that eddie or Ryder? yeah um just one little note on that i agree with you guys 100 the depth is we need it right now because i think we were talking last week where sometimes Kara is better in situations off the bench and sometimes in reiki is it depends on if you need a big man to just push guys around or if you need a fast guy to move around and dodge a tired defense it really depends on the situation and oscar i can't believe i'm going to say this oscar has proven that he can adapt to those situations and he's had some good car subs this year same thing with enrique but like you said duncan won the role yeah he's been under producing for two and a half matches but we do need that depth because it's we've got just look at what we're about to go into we've got two matches in the next four days we have a 14 day break and then four matches in 14 days we need that depth and he's going to be key to that and when he comes back from some of these long absences whether it's he's been sick or he's been hurt or he's been benched or whatever. We don't know the facts to any of it. They're saying he's, he's sick. And I, I, I for once will believe the injury report on that. I think he's going to come back hungry. And I think that he's going to see some of the more negative things that people have said surrounding these rumors that, Oh good. He's gone. And he's going to come back with the fire. And whenever he does that and he comes back with a fiery vengeance of wanting to play hard and do well for the club, more power to him. I, I, I think we could have a f- fun couple of matches with him if he gets on the pitch. So my my take's a little bit different. Yes, uh, I don't think we're going to do anything this late. And, and death is good, but I don't really think he's sick. I think they were trying to move him, just didn't get the, the right deal personally. I think they should have moved him. Frankly, and I think uh, I think it's disappointing that that there wasn't like a plan already to move him. Frankly, because it's just not it's not worth the money. It's it's I don't think he was a good signing in the first place. Not that he's a bad player. I just don't think he he fits. You know, I think he's a guy who needs service and relies on, on that. And the Oscar teams are just never going to give that to a striker. So I, I don't think uh, a target guy makes sense in the Oscar system. A little bit, but but you know, but his work rate wasn't there for the other stuff to, that Oscar teams need, like what Jack Lynn did at the end. You know, he does he, this year. He started doing it, but that's not how he's always been with us. So I, I wish I wish there was a situation where there was a plan B where we could. Right now, we're climbing the table. Ojeda is getting spurts, but this is not what you want from a DP from him either. He's productive with assists and stuff, and. During, you know, if you look at his minutes and all that kind of stuff, he's up there with Amada and whatnot. But still, he's not like he's really hit. He's been a hit this year. And then we're doing all this with one DP who, uh, you know, is often isolated, has tasked to do a lot. And and imagine if we hit on all three DPs. And um, I think at this point, just Kara is just, it's just not that he's bad. Nothing personal. It's just that it just it hasn't worked out and i wish we had moved on sooner i think this sickness thing is is just sickness what it is it's not uh, an illness it's homesickness that's what it is i think you know yeah that's alex when you when you have your first kid you, you, the wife wants to be near family 
his family's not here. He lost he lost family or had a tough situation with Turkey with the earthquake in Turkey. His mind's probably been over there. It hasn't you know caused any issues here. I don't think uh, with his effort or anything like that. I'm not accusing of of his head being turned, etc. But people do you know people do get a uh, get homesick and stuff like that. Vanderwater is a guy. You know, who kind of was like that too, right? He had a, a kid and, a, and a bit of homesick, and he, he went back. And he, some of the Europeans don't adapt that well here. And uh, I think uh, I wish the club had had, uh, you know, I did the club. Uh, Muzi said, we're not going to do anything. We're, we're good with what we are. We brought Urso, I'm sure, it's super cheap. And that was a different scenario. I wish we had a, a plan B where we could have a more impactful person who was worth their money. And uh, so that's that's what I, I think about that. So Eddie, can I ask you a follow up question? Um, sure. I will and say her Adrian Vinter was the same way. He he left the club early because he had family situations and he wanted to return home. So yeah, every, his was more every, urgent. Yeah, his was a little more. It was a little different, but yes, exactly. Another European guy, and this team I think is more more South American than than then, you know. So so even more so, and he, you see sometimes you know it doesn't seem like he's always. He doesn't maybe just his, his personality he doesn't look like he's as into is as vibing with everyone else like like some of the others are you know. So um, you know. And, off, with, mm-hmm. and with Jack Lynn, do you think that him subbing in in this match was kind of a test for him to see if he could fill those shoes if we did do the make the deal? Yeah, I mean, maybe perhaps, but did, you don't want your DP coming in for six minutes to clear balls. To clear crosses and and get clearances like Jack Lynn did. That's you. That you can get that for fifty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Like we're paying Jack Lynn. That's not anything justifiable for a DP. But that's what I'm capacity. saying is, are we just checking to see if Jack Lynn can fill in in that in that position if we were to send Car away? Was yeah, that the original? Maybe that could be. But that? but in the salary cap league, you don't you don't allocate. A DP spot to uh, late a closer to, to close out the game with with a good defensive shift as your from your striker. You know that's not I what mean, you in a, in a salary cap league. That's just a complete waste of resources. In my opinion, you got Duncan, who's a clear starter now. You got Ramiro Enrique, who, although the production hasn't been there, I still believe he could be a a you know in a hard time a, a decent starter. He could give you the 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 performance that you need if if he do, if he does need to step in, like Mike said, if there was an injury. But that's what Jack Lynn's there for. I think it's only for an injury if if something were to happen. He then would step into that last ten minute role type of guy. So, um, I, we have three decent guys, uh, and and you know it's a lot different than where we were last year. And like Eddie said. I do. I do wish we would have. We would have made a move for him way sooner. Uh, you know, to where kind of where Mike said, where we may have been able to make a a, a, a signing this this you know going into the the postseason. Yeah. Um, even just if it was like a a cheap DP, uh, just just some sort of impact signing, but. But you know, it just didn't, it didn't work out like that. So yeah, and look, and um, Ramiro is a good kind of because of his pace is is a good off the off the you know the bench kind of sub, and he and he, he plays mostly on the wing. You know, he doesn't even play striker a lot of the times. So, I mean, he does both. You know, and, and don't forget um, Ojeda can play striker too, pretty yeah, pretty darn well too. 
Yeah, and look, but look, I mean, Enrique is like a just like a guy who causes chaos, you know, penalties, and you got a guy sent off the last game, two two shot creating actions and of limited touches that this last game. So he's a useful player, and he's cheap too. You know, he's not very expensive, um, really salary wise. But but yeah, I mean, ultimately, yes, at the end, it's the end of the window, and Turkey's is extending. Uh, their window extends, but it shouldn't have come down to this. You know, maybe they try to move them earlier and all of that. Maybe in league, it, this is a tough situation because in league, it's not going to, that's, I don't think it's a guy who wants to stay in the league. It's a guy who wants to go back to where he's from. He wants to go somewhere central Europe, you know? And, uh, and so it, it makes it a little more difficult. And, and we, just because he wants to go, this club's accommodated people plenty of times, uh, Urso, Winter, you know, both different regimes. We've been very accommodating, Vanderwater. We've done right by people, and they look like they're, they're going to do right by Cara, but we also have to make this a win-win for everyone. So, I mean, I, I don't really see a ton of appearances left for, for Cara, to be honest. I think, you know, hopefully. I I don't care who comes in and plays. If they, they bring anybody from the BT, I don't care. I just want to win. I, none of that matters to me. I have nothing against anybody. So I, I just, just saying this is what I see the situation as. Just win, baby. Yeah, just win. yeah, just win. Now, hey, uh, we're gonna be Charlotte, Cincinnati, Wednesday. Yeah, let's. I'll start with my prediction uh, for the next two matches, and I kind of already hinted at it. Uh, but I'm gonna say we're gonna get six points, um, and I think that uh, we've been stellar on the road all year. There's nothing that gives me uh, a reason to think any different. Um, I think didn't Charlotte beat us at home this year? So, I yeah, think Charlotte twice here technically. Yeah, yeah. an open cup and knocked us out in whatever Charlotte high school stadium that was. Yeah. I'm ready for revenge on them. I think uh, I think we get a dub there two zero in Charlotte. Um, it'll be interesting. The only thing that makes me nervous about that is Jansen playing on the on the side. Who's going to be our center backs, right? But even still, I think it's going to be a good team victory. Uh, and the only thing I have to worry about FC Cincinnati is the fact that they're stellar at home, but I think that they're going to be playing on the same amount of rest that we are. Uh, I think they will be coming off of a loss tomorrow and streaks are meant to be broken. And we already broke Philly's home streak this year. Why not go and break, break Cincinnati's home streak too? We, like we, we like to go into these breaks on a hot streak. Uh, and we did it right before the league's cup. I think we'll do it again, and I would not be shocked to see us five points back from the Supporter Shield on Saturday night. So um, it's wow. very possible. I wouldn't say it's possible. I wouldn't say very possible, but it is possible. You got a Charlotte team that is what eleventh in the in the standings, twelfth in the standings. Um, a team that you know is we we are stellar on the road, and these are two matches that can solidify that stellarness on the road. And uh, these are these are winnable matches, in my opinion, with the team, with the way, the way that we're playing right now. So I would like to see at least four points out of these next two. I think we can get at least three. I would love to see four. And if we get six, I think people start talking about us for the supporter shield. So, uh, Mike, you're up. So um, I'm with you on the fact that I think we I think we have to win at Charlotte. That's just it, it goes to that question. That is a game that is a must win no matter what. Um, we need three points uh, on the the turf of Bank of America Stadium. 
so yeah, I think we're going to win that. I'm going to go ahead and call it that it'll be uh, a two nothing. I'm with you. Um, and give me an Ojeda brace. He, he, he needs to start scoring some goals. Maybe he gets an odd start at the striker position, like you're saying, um, because Duncan's been a little bit more lax lately. Um, so maybe to uh, wake him up a little bit, they give give Ojeda a shot, and I think he'll he'll bag a brace. And then I'm going to go one one uh, against Cincy. Uh, Faku will score in that game. Um, I'd love to see six points, but I just think four points is going to be more realistic. Um, but if we do knock off Cincy away, you're 100 right. They'll you know move over league darlings down south. You actually have to talk about us for a change. So. Yeah, I would, I, and I think it's. I, I mean, there's no time like the present, man. I mean, there, every, this team, and like you said, look at the depth that we have. You know, we we have some some decent guys that can come in and play some decent minutes this this tomorrow or, or I guess tonight would be when people are listening to this. But you know, I, I expect some heavy rotation, no matter what, uh, for this match against Charlotte, and rotation doesn't really worry me at all you know as long as urso can give us 60 or 70 minutes if he start we can let one of the defensive mids take a rest like you said ojeda probably steps in and gets a start um you know it's it's uh mauricio i wouldn't be surprised to see him take some time time off faku's just an iron man so i i would expect to see him start again uh and you know i i i want to win both matches I want to win every match, but these are these feel like two two matches that are either gonna either gonna say, hey, you know, Orlando's Orlando's maybe possibly legit, like they've been saying for the last two and a half months, or these are two matches that they can go over and say, watch out, not only Miami, not only Eastern Conference, but watch out the league because this team is getting hot at the right time. And we've said that for year after year on this podcast, doing this, you know, preseason and postseason and midseason and 18 losses in a row or whatever the hell it was. But it's uh it's it's all about who gets hot at the right time. And and we are are getting there right now. And it seems like it's the right time. So uh Eddie, your your opinion on these next two? I love this whole um, you know, the we we knocked out Phillies a record at home. Versus, uh, to do the same against Cincy, man. Cincy, still, I'm still mad at them for wetting the bed against uh, Skyline, chilling the bed, their their pants against uh, Miami the other day. Could have done this whole world a favor and knocked out Miami, but here we are, you know. So, I, I would love to beat them. I think Charlotte, uh, Charlotte is a team that I mean, if we're gonna get a win, they're the the worst of the two teams. But we are playing them in short rest, like you said. Jansen was training out to the side today. That's not good. Jansen leads a team. In minutes and has played all 90, 90 minutes for each game. It's up one. Um, I don't know what, how much rotation we're going to do because we have a break after this. So I don't know. And as much as Duncan has, uh, has um, you know, he hasn't scored in three matches. The cra- you know, you want to hear a crazy stat? Duncan has the same amount of starts as Urchinkata does and only 100 more minutes than Urchinkata. Isn't that crazy? What? 11 starts, <laughs> just 100 more minutes than. The Nerchenkata. That is insanity. Right. right? So yeah, right? It doesn't feel like it, right? Because just but yeah, anyways. Um I, I, I think that we'll see. Uh I I think Bobby's gonna go more for Charlotte. And maybe since he is is maybe he doesn't go all all for that. I think we see Duncan, but maybe we see some people on a shorter leash. You know, um, we're gonna have to see probably I don't know if Felipe's gonna play for Cartagena, because he he could you know, or Urso um is gonna <laughs> What'd you say? 
Is that Urso could for sure? Yeah, Urso can because Cesar, Cesar played the six before he could sit deep, and uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, I we owe Charlotte a whooping, so I'm going to say we, we knocked them out two to one. Charlotte going to be another game where they they score and we score back on them. Um, I'm going to give Fagundas hot. Going to get to that to the eleven, and I'm going to give one to Ojeda because just because I want him to score and that rocket man that, that last kick of the game. Bro, that was he. That was what a shot right at the top of the box where Enrique got the guy sent off or whatever. There was a foul at the top of the box. I mean, the last kick of the game, had a blast at that and deserved that to be a goal. Um, and then, um, was I going to say, uh, Cincinnati, I, I love the whole they're due for a loss at home. That being said, I don't think it happens against us. <laughs> I think <laughs> Lucho Acosta, just we, we can't have no answer for that guy. He always gets us. We did draw them at home this time, um, this year. So I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to be optimistic. Say we draw them over there too. Uh, I'm going to say one to one. There, you know, so they there. If we, um, you know, we, we're a team too. They kind of like to counter, etc. And uh, we're a team on the road who likes to sit back a little bit. So it's going to be a little bit of a one of those kind of you know where where the the people feel each other out, jabs from the outside, a little bit boring a boring one, and whoever kind of takes their chances wins wins the match. So I'll, I'll give them I'll give it a one one. So that'll be a seven point week. I will not be complaining about that at all. No, I mean, uh, got to see what Cincinnati does tomorrow and. Uh, obviously, we're hoping for a draw in that match. I think we're hoping for a draw in all the the times that the Eastern Conference guys play each other nowadays. Because you know that's that's we're at that point in the season where draws help us if we can get wins. You just gain an extra point. So we'll be hoping for a draw. But if Atlanta ends up winning that match and we end up winning tomorrow, then you know you're uh, what eight points back, and then that's a big match. It's a big match going into the Cincinnati match. So see how that works. Ryder, your your uh, prediction on these two. You guys are not making this easy by throwing this around and then putting me last. Good grief! Um, this is a t- this is a tough road trip. Does anybody know if we're going straight to Cincy? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. They, I hope they do because that it would be a big difference in getting even just half a day of extra rest, extra practice, extra preparation. My heart says that we're gonna we're gonna win both these matches two to one, and that we are gonna get six points out of this swing. But I'm nervous about Charlotte, and the only reason I'm nervous about Charlotte is we're on short rest, we're coming in there hot, wanting revenge, and. I'm nervous we're going to expend too much energy on them and not save enough for Cincy. So in the end, I'm going with my 2-1 prediction. I think it's going to be a nine-point week. I think that this is going to be the turning point, and we're going to go all gas, no break, going into the international break. But it's going to be tough, and we gotta we got to score first against both these teams, especially Cincy. Like scoring first on them, especially in the early parts of the first half, would be huge. And we would be lowering. Oh, wait, that's Columbus. Never mind. I almost made a lowering.com joke, but that's that's Columbus. So never mind. Wrong Ohio based team that we we want to beat. Oh, I hate I hate both of the teams from Ohio, especially Columbus. I hate those guys. So. But uh, but I I mean I'm I'm hoping we can get we can get a nine point week would be phenomenal phenomenal and uh, 
and it would be you know it would put every it would put us on alert for for the rest of the season so um I, i'm five I'm, points clear from I'm hoping for that but oh one can I, only dream like i mentioned earlier if we don't get all six points it's not the end of the world as much as we'd love to compete for a supporter shield it don't get you the star and i'm not interested in playing the eighth or ninth seed in the first round because there's a damn good chance going to be messy messy fc so i'm I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing to get to that number one seed. And if I'm Cincinnati, I'm probably looking ahead to that too, to be honest. Probably looking ahead to that too. So it's a, it's not a position you necessarily want to be in uh heading in heading into the the, the MLS cup playoffs. So uh I'll start with the shout outs, then we'll get out of here. We've been on for an hour and fifteen minutes. No, nothing new. Just just the same old Orlando Lions then. Um uh eddie you want to start with the shout outs yeah yeah shout out to <laughs> i don't really have one but shout out to us we're like this should be quick hour 10 or something in already yeah. so shout outs what do i got what do i got um no i got i got nothing come back to me i might not have anything mike sorry. you got a shout out yeah i got two uh so uh first is the positive one actually they're both positive but first one is to you guys you know you guys brought me in this year i uh, appreciate you guys bringing me in and uh next episode is going to be a big one uh, milestone, uh, and I just want to be appreciative of you guys for bringing me in. Thank and you, Mike, second, clutch. We appreciate second, you coming on, buddy. <laughs> second is a, a little bit of an apology for whoever's editing this one, because uh, I'm going to say something that I'm not supposed to say on this. But shout out to uh, Mr. Move Bitch, get off the pitch, Maxime Chanel, getting the hell out of MLS. Uh, really excited to yes, see you. I hate that guy. You don't have to see your face anymore. So. <laughs> Man, he, this is a guy that can cuss Spectre, just a dirty player, you know? Jeez. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, off to off, off to France and no longer our problem. Uh, and when we play NYCFC again next, uh, not in Yankee Stadium, we're playing in City Field because, of course, we are. Uh, those homeless misfits. Uh, like, uh, naturally, he's not going to be there. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I, that I is, hate that, that guy. Grim, One of my... Yes. Yeah, top three most hated guys in the league. Always oh, has yeah. been. The, yeah, the yeah. bitch get off the pitch chant was invented because of him. Like, yeah, so. that really was wow. I mean, when, when we got Felipe here, and I I realized the error of my ways. He's actually a really good man. I was just wrong about him. You know, it's just <laughs> nice to yeah, have that, people that, like Maxime that Chano just team. climbed. Yeah, Maxime Chano climbed climbed the rankings of just. Eddie, know, all I heard players. was a bunch of gurgling there. That's all I heard. I've said some bad things about Sasha Klush, Jim, when he was on the other team. Sasha, hey, Sasha Klush in a person is so nice. It's super cool. Yeah, well, he's he a nice signed, guy, but yeah, he signed something for me. That I put my hand on it. I was like, he signed it again. He's like, he's like, how about I? Ha-, you know, he goes, how about uh, you hold it this way? Not miss it up or something. I've he just uh, signed two things for me. It was super nice. I've said some bad things about Sasha Klush while he was on our team. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, hey, just not just Sasha, Dom Dwyer, others. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh man, yeah. Uh, it's, it's I'll give my shout out. Uh, uh, Eddie kind of hinted at it earlier. I'll shout out. I'll shout out Key West because I'm not going to be down here for much longer. So uh, I'm excited to move home. Uh, in case I'm breaking the news, in case anybody actually cares, but uh, I'll be home uh, starting uh, starting in October. So I'm going to be home for the playoff push. Uh, I'll be home to to enjoy those those playoff matches with everybody. I'll be home to enjoy decision day too. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to come home and and uh, and get to support the boys in per- person again and uh, and and move on back. It's about that time, like Eddie said. It's 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 hard to raise a 
a kid without family and uh and i'm excited to have some family and, and have some friends and and have some people uh you know back in our corner as opposed to just living on island time anymore so uh shout out it's been a great three years I, i've enjoyed it i've missed a lot of things and i'm excited to get back to those things that i've missed uh, uh back home so you're saying that now but just that one time you're on i4 at 8 30 <laughs> honestly this has brought me a lot of patience even when i go back that go back to orlando now and i drive around i'm just like living down here my life has changed a lot and I, it's brought me some some more patience than, than what i have maybe part of that's the kid too but yeah uh, but yeah i'm not i'm not too i mean traffic is definitely the thing that i will hate the most but i don't plan on being on i4 unless it's to or from an orlando city match so there there you go you know that's that's good to, that's good, good to have you back huh? so uh, writer you got anything so alex if the orlando starts doing really well in october we get to thank you if they stop they stop doing well we'll we'll just never mention that you move back ever again right yeah right. we can we can we can go with that I, i'm gonna hope it's not the latter we'll we'll no we'll we're gonna get hot Although, I'll, i'd be lying if i say that that hasn't already popped into my mind a few times yeah we won't hold you to it too much damn superstitions um so my shout out is a completely different sport uh, shout out to Jonathan Taylor in the freaking Indianapolis Colts for screwing me over in my first fantasy football draft and not trading him to a team and ending up on the whatever that disabled, not athletically ready list or whatever it is where he can't play the what? Pup list. Yeah. Unable to perform. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm on to right now. <laughs> we, don't, we don't elaborate on that <laughs> no, I, don't, I almost just made a joke I'm not going to say anything yeah, yeah. Um, yeah thank you for screwing me on that I I drafted him in the second round is, and I still got screwed and now I don't have a star running back for the first four weeks of my fantasy season so mm-hmm. thanks for that Shout out to any league that waits until after all roster decisions to do your drafts, like our league. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, um, yeah, I drafted Jonathan Taylor last year. First overall, I think I was when when the the draw when we picked our our order more fairly. Cleon just didn't pick himself. Um, so, so, so I picked him, and he was terrible last year for the most part. So and I picked him first overall last year. I got him in the second round in my league, and I still yeah. got screwed. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, shout out to all the meteorologists uh, out there trying to do their thing, and uh, I hope everybody's safe. Yeah, yes, I know we have some listeners up in uh in the Gainesville area, so mm-hmm. stay safe, y'all, and uh, just hunker down. That's all you can do. It's a big storm, but the uh, the hurricane winds are very, very concentrated, you know, within the eye. So it's uh, it's going to affect a certain area, but but you know, everywhere else is just going to get a lot of rain and some winds. And we had it come by us here, and uh, I could I could tell. You know, earlier today when I was going out and we were getting some of those squall lines, I could tell this one's going to be a ferocious beast. So it's uh, all we can do is hope it doesn't hit a very densely populated area, especially in the in the um, you know when it actually makes landfall. Uh, A lot of that Big Bend area isn't isn't populated much at all. So um, for people that live up there, stay safe, and uh, for people that live close to there, we'll just keep hoping it doesn't hit you. That's all we can do. Hope you're prepared. 
but shout out to the meteorologist for sure. Hopefully, Jim Cantori is not at your local bar. <laughs> you know, you're in trouble. That's Appreciate probably it. an issue. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I think that wraps it up for tonight. An hour and twenty minutes in. Nothing like <laughs> nothing like the Lions Den crew going a little bit over. So just giving a, almost a full ninety here tonight. But uh, but uh, we appreciate. We're, we're going to have to rename the pod to the full ninety Lions Den because that's just like how we always do it. But uh, yeah. uh, but uh, thank everybody for listening. As always, uh, big two matches coming up. We. Uh, Mike Mike touched on it. Our next episode will be episode 200, and it comes uh, at a nice time of <clears throat> a nice little break. So we're going to uh, ask for some uh, listener questions, I believe, some off-topic questions, uh, things that maybe you guys wanted to have wanted to know about us or or or, or the Orlando Lions and podcasts in general, and we will uh, get those from you guys and, and answer some listener questions. And uh, the next episode is uh, number 200. So we've been doing we've been hitting at it for a little while, but it's finally here and comes right during a break. Um, Eddie, good luck, my man, and 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 your your life 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 events in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're you know us and the listeners are always here to support you too. So uh, we we hope uh, everybody everybody is uh, doing well. Excited to be with you guys for two hundred on on Saturday, or we'll probably release it early next week. I think uh, we're gonna probably do it on Sunday or Monday. So. Uh, get your questions in if you guys have any off the wall questions we, this is the time to ask them and we will answer them so you thought uh, this episode was long just wait until the 200th episode yeah, i'm gonna have to request like two, a four hour minutes. block so yeah, that's the sense for 200 minutes yeah oh geez that's like longer than the titanic <laughs> yeah. uh, nah, we'll, we'll make it fun. put it on two vhs's oh <laughs> man all righty y'all well thanks for listening we appreciate you guys uh we hope to see some Good dubs this week, and uh, you know who, who knows what will be in the standings come Saturday night. Will be some one of us will be on the dinner after dark on Wednesday, I think. If not, don't hate us. Midweek games are hard for the crew; they're very tough. Uh, but Saturday, we sh- we should be back on for sure on the dinner after dark on the dinner after dark. So, uh, but thank you guys for listening. Vamos Orlando. Appreciate you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Orlando Lions Den on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week in the Den.